I was sexually abused. I was raped. I started using drugs at the age of 15. I was molested as a child. I was an alcoholic. I tried meth for the first time at 12. I was a compulsive alcoholic. Um, I lost my kidney smoking crack. Hi, my name is Pastor Rachel, and I'm the director of Mary's Song. I've actually been here about nine years now. I came through the program a student, and I was depressed, I was suicidal, I was hopeless, and I was addicted. And um, by the grace of God, he saved me. He put a new song in my mouth, and I really just found and realized that God made me, that he loved me, and that he had an awesome plan for me. And he really just took the time to walk that out with me. Um, Mary's song is such a special place because we know, we all know there's so many people out there, and you might be one of these people that just feels hopeless and feels like there's not a God or that, you know, there's no reason for you to be alive or maybe that it's too late for you. And I'm here to tell you that it's never too late. And that Jesus is a God of redemption. And what Mary's song is, it's just a special place where women um, can come to, it's a, where we have a safe and loving environment where they are able to encounter the life-transforming power of, of the love of Jesus and be set free. Today, I have a current Mary song girl with me. Her name is Nicole, and she's been here for about two months she has an awesome testimony, and she's going to share a little bit of that with you today. Hey, Nicole. Hi. How are you, Pastor Rachel? I'm awesome. awesome. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm just so blessed to have you at Mary's Song. And I'm just going to ask you a couple questions um, that I think are, is really going to move people that are listening. Because, you know, we all have a story, and your story is pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty intense, and it's pretty awesome. So I just want you to share a little bit about what brought you to Mary's song. Take it back a little. About around the age of 17, I started looking for treatment centers or trying to get sober. Um, I got in a, some trouble with the law, and I uh, went to Teen Challenge. Been in and out of a few different secular programs. Um, uh, different times in my life, I knew, I grew up in church, I knew there was a God, I knew my, the God that my mom and them that made me go to church and, mm -hmm. and have, but I never knew him personally and had a relationship uh, with him. Uh, when I went to Teen Challenge, I started that relationship, but I still wasn't willing to give him everything. I wanted to hold on to some things. I mm -hmm. uh, wasn't really willing to pay the price to be a true Christian, right. you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, different churches that I went to, you know. Made it seem it was okay, even. Yeah, and I think we think that the price that we got to pay is yeah. bad. And we don't realize, yeah. actually, what we're giving yeah. up is the very thing That's we're right. trying to get That's away right. from, which is interesting. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. it, is. it was the lies. I believe the lies yeah. that the devil told me. I lived in fear. Yeah. It was fear of the unknown, fear of success, fear of anything that... It was it was it was delusion. The yeah, devil painted yeah, these exactly. pictures. Yeah, so, but um, man, through all that anyway. Long story short, I've been in and out of jails, institutions. Tried You've to been do in a, jail a couple times. A huh? couple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, a few times. <laughs> but in them places, he preserved me for yeah, myself. And then, even even in all that, I can see his hand in it. Like I couldn't see it when I was walking through it, but now looking back, thank God you. for it. He saved me from he myself. Saved you. Yep. I was, yeah, my own. It brought you to enemy. a quiet place yes. where you could actually hear his voice. Absolutely. Yeah. So, long story short, um, I started um, 
went through a treatment center, got out, relapsed, and I, I, I thought I was living for the Lord, but I still didn't surrender everything. I still wanted to hold on to the small things, cigarettes. Yeah. You know, I still wanted to date who I want. You know, all yeah. these small little yeah. things. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Yeah. And um, through all that, you know, I lost myself again, and I felt like I disappointed God. I felt like I disappointed my family. I felt like. I felt so hopeless, like to the point of where, you know, I wasn't using to get high anymore. I was trying to die. And God wouldn't let me. God seemed fit, thank God, otherwise. And um, I would cry out to him, God, if this all his life has, you know, just take me home. Because I'm so sick of hurting my family and getting their hopes up and thinking I'm going to change. And this whole cycle, I had this cycle in my life. I'd do good for a little while, get everybody's hopes up. And not only their hopes, mine, too. I really believed. I believed the lies so much I couldn't see yeah. the truth. You, you know? probably didn't feel like you even deserved something good. No, absolutely not. Mistakes. That's exactly. It was like yeah. I punished myself. Yeah. It was like I felt like I've done hurt so many people. I've done done so much wrong that yep. how could God love me and how could I even love someone else when I can't even love myself? Right. You know, I was so wounded and uh, beat up by the, my own my own sins. You know, it wasn't things really necessarily people did to me. Right. It was you were doing my it to own, yourself. Doing it to myself. Is that a place of worthlessness? <laughs> Absolutely. Your identity. You didn't Absolutely. truly like know how valued and loved you were. By I knew all the word. I knew the word in my head. I yeah. knew I knew what the word said, but I couldn't believe it for myself. I could believe it for far. you. Yeah. You were too far gone, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and and too I, late. Right. And I believed it for everybody else. I believe yeah. God can move in everybody else's life but mine. And uh, because I knew all my secrets, and I knew yeah. God did too. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, that one night. Uh, the, the people I was hanging out with didn't even want to hang out with anymore. You know what I'm saying? It was that bad. And yeah. I remember calling my mom crying. I was like, people on drugs don't even want to hang out with me. That was so good. And that's that was just God. how it was. It, was it got real. Relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they're telling me I have a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, God, okay. But in that, you know, thank God. He was cutting all yeah. those ties. Yes, he did. And giving you no place to go but Absolutely. Him. That's Absolutely. his mercy. And I never felt like I fit anywhere yep you know so that night I cried out to God and uh I'd done so much dope that night I shouldn't have woke up mm-hmm. and I knew it but I said hey if there's anything worth me saving worth you saving or if you still want to use me I'll surrender I have nothing left if not just please take me home and don't let me wake up because Ooh. I can't do it no more and that night uh after I got here, God showed me him holding me in that bed and putting his hand up oh. like that, not letting death take me. Yeah. You know, I and, and it was it was that real to me. Like yeah. and when I walked through these doors, like looking back, God totally did this. Holy Spirit took control. Woke up the next morning, called my mom, said, Hey, I need to get out of here. I'm gonna go to Mary's song. Left my apartment, left yeah. everything in it, was barefooted. That's how yeah. I mean I just knew I had to yeah. I had to get out. You were at that moment. I, it, it was enough. It. it was yeah. like coming to my senses, like the prodigal son. Yeah. Like Finally, it was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I know there was peace, and I know God Mercy. gave me taste of the, of His freedom. And to go back to that hell and that torment on earth, it just Ooh. wasn't okay with me. And I yeah. I couldn't see how it was just okay with everyone else. And, and that's why they got <laughs> aggravated with me. But, man, through all that, like... I even got kicked out of detox, was in Baton Rouge, yep, my old stomping grounds, and still called an Uber to come get me. I didn't go get loaded, and I was dope sick. I was yeah. sick, bad, you know. I was detoxing. I remember. And yeah. I showed up here, and man, I didn't... They loved me back to life. Y'all loved me back to life. There's no way, even looking back, you know. 
And me and Taylor kept looking at each other saying, are these people real? Yeah. You know, is this real? Because it, y'all, y'all showed us what God's love looks like. Yeah, and that comes from a place of, because that's what happened that's to right. me when I that's got right. here. And I didn't really understand what was going right. on. But I was like, this is real. Like, yeah. this is legit. I saw a bunch of women yeah. living together that used to be addicts. And they were actually, like, laughing and, like, enjoying life, you know. And I didn't quite understand what it was, but yeah. it was something I'd never seen before. Yeah. And that's what exactly what happened to me. It was like I was loved back to life. You know, of course, I got saved when I got here. So my eyes got open and I began to see that that God was real and Jesus was loving me. But he used people, yeah. too, which was significant for me because I didn't know how to just be a normal human. Right. You know, I didn't know how to have relationships, especially right. with women. Right. And then all of a sudden, I was living with a bunch of women, and I was just the happiest I'd ever been in my life. And I was in rehab, and I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, so what would you say was the first time you encountered the love of God when you got to marry someone? Um, man, since the moment I walked in the door, but uh, one particular moment, I was at worship, and uh like, I thought I've encountered the love of God many times, but, like, since I've been here, he just took it to a whole nother level, yeah. and it says to glory to glory. Yeah. You know, and, like, uh, things that I knew, I know with my heart now. You know, I don't just know with my experience. head. Experience. Yes. Yeah, you had the and, experience. Uh, I was worshiping, and he showed me as a little girl dancing in a field with him in a white dress. And he promised he would restore my innocence. And he showed me, he said, this is how I see you. That is so beautiful. And, uh. Man, his love just flooded my heart then. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't fake that. No, you can't make you that can't, up. You can't, because when we come here, we have so much baggage, and we feel gross, and we feel dirty, and we feel ashamed. You know, we don't understand. I know when God opened my eyes, I was like, I realized God was real, but I couldn't, like, I couldn't figure it all out in my head. And I remember I was reading my Bible one morning. It's the first time God ever spoke to me. And he spoke to me out of Psalm 34, verse 4 and 5. And it says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me. And he delivered me from my fears. And this is what got me. It says, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And in that moment, it was like God was saying, hey, I know you. I know where you've been. I know what you've done. Lift your face and look at me. You don't have to be ashamed. I've accepted you. You're my daughter. I love you. And it's like he put his hand underneath my chin and lifted my chin to look up. Because, you know, when we're living in that life, we're so downcast. We're looking down. We're on a mission. You know, I saw in shades of... Of, of gray you know what I mean I know when I got here and I got saved and I got converted I started seeing in color yeah. and I was like the flowers were beautiful Everything's the sky was beautiful I was like oh my god yeah. has this always been like this and God was like oh yes yeah. like you're the one who just got here yeah. you know and that was so profound to me because you can't fake that. No. You can't you can't conjure that feeling of love inside of you. And there's nothing like when God speaks to you through his word or in worship and he just confirms to you that you're his daughter, yeah. that you are whiter than That's snow, right. that you are washed, that it's not too late. That's right. So obviously this question I'm gonna ask you is probably you probably already answered, but is there anything that you're super grateful for? Ah. Uh, everything. I'm thankful that he never stopped pursuing me. Even even when I gave up on myself, you know, he still seen something in me worth safe. Yeah. And uh, 
I'm grateful for this place and, and the love that I've encountered here and the relationship that I'm able to cultivate here with him, you know, and the time I'm able to spend. When I first got here, I was looking at it like, oh my, here I go to another yeah. treatment center. Yeah. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. God totally flipped that and changed it. Yeah. He showed me it was a gift. And even if I do nothing else for him, just, just sitting at his feet and just hearing from him, it, it's enough. Yeah, and just to be favored so much that right. you could be pulled out of the rat race right. and the machine and literally brought into a safe, That's loving right. environment where the name of Jesus is That's exalted, right. where you can be put in a position to encounter God for yourself right. and literally cultivate a That's relationship right. with Him that is going to strengthen you and, and equip you to live in victory for That's the rest right. of your life and like literally walk it out and change those desires. So you're not living yeah. a life of every day of wanting to get high yeah. and trying to battle it in the natural of just being a good person. That's right. Like, obviously, addicts have tried to be the Absolutely. good person. It's really not about that. It's about being saved, like the That's Lord right. opening your eyes, having a salvation experience, asking Jesus in your heart, Him coming, and making you a new creation right. and giving you a new heart. And that's what it means. He gives you the desires of your heart. Because he gives you a new heart (laughs) and he puts his desires in it. So you're not trying to. I don't don't even identify with being a recovering addict. I've been made new and God's taken those desires from me. Now granted, in the beginning I had to walk it out and I would have you know, responses to things, an escape response, and that was just, like, in my brain, an immediate response, right. an old behavior that right. I had to relearn, you know, that I could find rest and I could right. find peace and I could find those things in God instead right. of drugs. Because reality is, we all know, they never brought what they promised. No, and not only did not. they not bring what they huh. promised, took they took huh. from us. Absolutely. And so when you when you yield your life to God, you're, you're surrendering all that trash, and then you get Him. In, in place of that. And I mean, what, what more can you ask for? And I think so many people just don't understand no. who God is. We've been taught so many Absolutely. lies in the world. Absolutely. Obviously, he doesn't feed us Jesus. And so you really need to take that time to get to know him. Gotcha. And it's, he's so merciful. So um, what are you believing for? Like, I know God's done so much already, but what are you, like, believing for? Like, what is your, what is something that you hope for? Like, something you like, and you know, you may know God's going to do it, but you're, like, waiting, like, something you're dreaming for. I just want him to, uh... I want to finally walk out the call on my life, you know. I want to see. I know he's promised me from a young age, and I ran from it because, like I said, I didn't want to pay the price. And not just that, uh, show my children. uh, Yeah. Give them a real mother. Amen. You know, and a daughter, you know, for my mom. She stood through it, been through it with me, and uh, I just want lasting fruit. Yeah, and I noticed that, um, you know, y'all, the girls get to make phone calls every week, and I noticed that you have been so blessed because you finally had the opportunity to be the one to actually pray for your mom. She's been praying for you all these years, years. and and how much of a blessing it is for your mom for you to be on that phone. Well, just to hear them, you know, they want to talk to me today. Before, they didn't want to answer my phone calls, (laughs) you know. Yeah, because we scare them. I know people, when we live the way we're living, a lot of the people in our absolutely. family just have to disconnect because it's terrifying yes, because they absolutely. don't know when they're going to get that phone call that we're not, you know, that we've, done, we've died or whatever. Um, I want to ask you this. Um, is there anything that you would like to say to anyone who may be listening that feels hopeless, feels like it's too late, 
for them. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to take everything from us, but I promise if you would just surrender and give your life to the Lord, he wants to bless us and bless us abundantly. It's not about his hand, though. It's about his heart. Amen. And he wants to pursue you. He sings over you. You're worthy. He loves you. And there's things we hear, but man, I know it with my heart today. And I just want somebody to know who is hopeless. Man, God has restored my hope. I wake up with a smile on my face when before I didn't want to wake up at all. You know, uh, I have friends today and I can be a friend. I didn't know how to be a friend before. But through Jesus, all things are possible. And he's in the restoration business with our families. And everything you lost, it's not lost. (laughs) It's all gained. You know, if you just surrender your life to the Lord and uh, follow him, what do you have to lose? There's nothing out there. You know, I've searched every which way. And I promise you, it's all dead ends. The American dream, all of it. It's all it's a whole smoke and mirrors is a delusion yeah you know when god man he wants to prosper us and not to harm us Amen. and give us a hope and a future that's right and just let us you know live a victorious life Amen. i'm not a victim i'm a man and enjoy life yes. and enjoy him you yes. know i don't know maybe there's somebody out there listening that's never had the opportunity to even ask Jesus into your heart and you know it's not about it's not some kind of religious right or something like that it's literally just putting yourself in a position where you're you're just desperate and you just ask from your heart and and I'm just going to pray a prayer Um, and I just want to invite you to um, to pray this prayer and it's real easy and it's just like talking to your friend and I just want you to take the time and just repeat after me and just say Jesus I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I am lost and hopeless without you. But I believe that you came to this earth as a man to die for me. And on that cross, you paid for my sins. Lord, I receive your forgiveness. I thank you, Lord, that my old life and everything to do with it and all those desires is dead. And in you today... I have a new life. I am a new creation in Christ. Fill me with your spirit to empower me and strengthen me to walk with you all the days of my life and put a desire in my heart for the things of God. Thank you, Lord, for loving me so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I just want to say, if you prayed that prayer... You literally, literally are a new creation. Christ has accepted you into his family. And I just want to encourage you to get involved in a church. Um, It's not about going to church and makes you a better person. It's about finding a new community of people who who can um, counsel you and disciple you, um, teach you the things of God. You have a family, a new community, you know, because we all exist in a community. And a lot of times when we're in addiction, we're just in a bad community. And it's not about bad people, good people. It's just about the motivation and their and their reason for being here. And you're going to need help, you know, and it's it, find yourself a gospel-centered church and, and get connected and um, reach out and tell them, hey, I prayed the prayer. What do I need to do next? You know, and if you if you're struggling with addiction, you know, Mary Song is really an awesome program. I like I said, I came in nine almost nine years ago mm. and now 
I'm the director. I'm a pastor. I'm a chaplain at Jefferson Correctional Center. That's all insane, like crazy. <laughs> like, I never would have wanted that. I never would have thought it was possible. Um, and it's not about credentials. It's just about literally God walking me through all those things. I wasn't even on a search for those things. But he really is a miracle-working God. So if you're interested in um, treatment, we have an awesome program. You can go to our website, marysong.net, and fill out the application. It's like 10 to 15 questions. You hit submit. I'll get it, and I will literally call you back within 24 to 48 hours, do a phone interview, and if you qualify or you fit, um, we'll take you. It's that simple, and it's really not a lot of qualifications. Um, so God bless you. I'm so glad you listened to with us today, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Tell them bye, Nicole. Bye. We love y'all. Yeah, love you. I am redeemed. I've been set free, and he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Now I have hope in the future. I'm a child of God. I'm loved. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more than a conqueror by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. 